Episode 19, Marketing Automation, Online and Offline. We learn about what marketing automation is and how almost any business can use automation software to convert more leads into sales, communicate better with our customers, and oftentimes cut a lot of costs. We hear about where to start with marketing automation, how to choose what tool to use, and how you can make the process simple and easy to set up and manage. And it is one of those areas of marketing that can seem confusing and complicated. Well, it doesn't have to be, which is great news for people like me who like to keep things simple. Our guest today is a super clever guy, uh, very down to earth and easy to chat to. I really enjoyed the conversation and I'm sure you're going to as well. So if you do, please uh, don't forget to review us on iTunes, Stitcher or Google Play and go and subscribe for free updates, regular giveaways and a whole heap of other fun stuff at thelocationstation.com. So let's automate marketing automation online and offline. Enjoy this one. Welcome to The Location Station, where we learn from extraordinary marketers and business owners about all the latest location-based marketing tactics and technologies, so you can attract and retain more customers near your business or brand. I'm your host, Dave Eddy. I'm extremely grateful for your time and attention today, so let's get cracking. Today's guest is Guy Marion. Guy, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It is my absolute pleasure. Now, Guy is the CMO of, and head of growth at a marketing automation company that I'm very, very fond of. It's called Autopilot. So, Autopilot is uh, a marketing automation, email marketing, SMS marketing uh, platform that basically helps you convert leads and do awesome stuff with marketing. We're going to let Guy rave about that in a second. Uh, but he basically leads the marketing team there at Autopilot in San Francisco, which I believe is owned or co-founded by some Aussies, some Australians in uh, who are originally from a town called Maitland, which is right near where I live in sunny Newcastle in New South Wales. So Guy's lived in Australia, uh, which is part of why I like Autopilot. Uh, he's got a really impressive track record in the software as a service space with key roles at companies like Zendesk and Codesion, which I think is now called CloudForge. Uh, he's, I'm assuming, I've only spoken to him for a couple of minutes here, but I'm already assuming and getting the feeling that he's a pretty clever dude. Um, so I'm really excited to have him on the show and to talk about how businesses can best utilize marketing automation tools like Autopilot to convert leads via email marketing journeys, SMS, direct mail, in-app messaging, and a whole heap of other stuff. So Guy, can we just start by hearing a little bit about your story and what you're up to at the moment and what's led you to your role with Autopilot? Sure. Well, thanks, Dave. Um, I appreciate you having me today. And um, also, I know you're a customer of Autopilot, so thanks for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, my background is I uh, actually lived in Australia. I lived in um, Brisbane and then the Gold Coast and did a PhD at U University of Queensland, UQ. Um, and I finished that in 2007 and joined with my partner at the time um, who founded a company called CBS Dude, which we grew out of there, eventually moved it back to the States, to Palo Alto in Silicon Valley, and then sold it to CollabNet. Um, as part of that, I sort of brought the scientific experience to business and really from SEO and analysis of the industry to 
how we prioritized our, our product development to how we acquired customers, retained them, and nurtured them, mm-hmm. um, and also built out you know a bunch of tool stacks so that we could really have a very small team. We had 3,000 customers and 17 people um, serving those 3,000 customers in a pretty self-service manner because we passed a lot of data and mm-hmm. automated all of our um, our customer touch points. So mm-hmm. um, my experience has been really in this uh, software as a service space, using technology to create good customer experiences, first with CVS Dude to Codesian, then Zendesk, which was an exciting, you know, that company IPO when I was there in 2000. Uh, 13. We so use Zendesk too. Zendesk is an awesome, awesome tool as well. Uh, customer service type. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yep. It's one of the most beautiful, they call it beautifully simple and everyone <laughs> internally really tries to live up to that. So it's a, it's a fantastic company. It's yeah. been a huge, huge success story. And then um, I joined with the Sharkies here at Autopilot um, about two and a half years ago before we launched the product now. And we've um, gone to market from zero customers and zero revenue. And now we're over 2,000 customers and about 35 people between Sydney, San Francisco, and Europe. Wow. So, so your CMO, Heather Growth, must be doing a decent job then. <laughs> you know, I got, all I can say is I got a great team. <laughs> <laughs> it's very modest. So uh, let's, why don't we start for, for the business owners and I guess marketers out there who, uh, and I, I believe the stat is I read something about um, only around 5% of businesses are actually using marketing automation. So I'm assuming lots of people out there listening now are thinking, all right, I, I like I like the sound of automating and running lean without too many you know, people, resources and and getting my, my marketing happening without me having to do much. Um, so can we just dive into like what what, what you see marketing automation means and, and I guess walk through how it works? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, the word marketing automation sounds heavy and it kind of is. Um, 5% of the world's companies, like you said, like you've clearly done your reading. Um, I learned that for the first time when I was about to join Autopilot and I couldn't believe that only 5% of the world's companies would use automation. But the reality is um, everybody's sending emails with MailChimp or mm-hmm. Campaign Monitor and email marketing has been a huge part of still one of the highest ROI channels for any digital marketer or traditional brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, one thing I learned from experience is if you can start to segment your your audience into definable chunks that make sense for your business. So if you have a, a local sh- series of shops, for example, then um, you know differentiating Sydney versus Brisbane versus Melbourne mm-hmm. locations, and then speaking differently to each of those audiences, mm-hmm. um, you're obviously going to get higher engagement and higher response from your um, your marketing or your emails. So right. what marketing automation does is it's a system that you can build that allows you to um, automatically um, get a good view of your customers. And then when you start to deliver messages and engage customers, you do it in a very personalized way that's more relevant for them. Um, So that's a high level of marketing automation. Um, What Autopilot's about is, you you know, the best companies in the world that have been very, very effective and scaling like crazy, like the Amazons or the Googles and so on, They've automated a lot of things and using technology that either built or is only available to big enterprises. Mm-hmm. And we're say, we're saying, you know, the existing tools have been too expensive and too complex for too long. Mm-hmm. Let's make this easy for anybody to do. And so Autopilot at its core is just about a beautiful visual canvas interface that's designed and inspired by a whiteboard where you can create um, 
you know, what we call journeys, which are ways in which you can engage your users and your contacts. Mm-hmm. And then we, allow, we make it easy to connect different data systems together. So connect yeah. your website, connect your tools, connect your contacts, and then be able to, between those two things, you can easily create messages and you can um, have it respond in real time to how your data is updating. Right, yeah. And so uh, I guess like with my I guess, uh, relatively limited experience with using automation, we use it in... in uh, in our business and with and with uh, a fair few of our clients, but it's normally uh, here's here's the gist of it. It's uh, we contact uh, someone submits a contact form or downloads a a lead magnet or a brochure from a client site. Uh, that contact gets put into a certain list based on what they've what action they've taken. Then we send them an email saying thanks for downloading that. Then maybe seven days later we send them another email and a text message saying hey here's some more content content that might be useful based on what you did on our site before um can we help you uh, do you want to book a consultation call for example and then maybe you know a couple of other steps in the journey and that's about it like but i've found you know there's obviously the sky's the limit with what you can (laughs) what journeys you can send customers on based on what they've done on your site it seems really confusing to like map map that out but something that autopilot does is makes that (laughs) for people like myself who are really easily confused makes that process quite simple so um what are like what are some of the main use cases um and given like a lot of our a lot of our listeners are uh, uh, brands and businesses that have an offline purchase um, funnel. What are some of the use cases that um, that you see being used for um, uh, with autopilot and with automation in general? Yeah, um, I love the way you simplify that down because it really is about um, you know recognizing and the whole goal of autopilot is to make it. Don't try and boil the ocean. You mm-hmm. don't have to do everything at once. Just pick mm-hmm. off little use cases that are most important for your business. Mm-hmm. So the customers and the companies we see being most successful are those who start off with a good sense of what they're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you have stores and you're trying to connect offline to online, you know, what's the priority for your business? Is it mm-hmm. to, you know, I'm, I'm going to list examples here, all of which we have customers doing. Yeah. Am I trying to create a loyalty program so that if I have, People going to my stores and they sign up for your online loyalty program, maybe they get special discounts in exchange for being more open to receiving updates from your company. Mm-hmm. Um, or am I trying to um, notify them of upcoming campaigns that we're going to be running that, from information that you've actually captured in the store? Mm-hmm. Um, or are they you trying to welcome them to join your, your online offline organization and you want to provide like you just described, uh, a welcome email and some SMS follow-ups and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another one, another use case that we see uh, that's really, really effective is reactivation of past customers. So mm-hmm. when people purchase and maybe they go away and they haven't purchased for a long time, if you simply capture that they've purchased in the past and what they bought, for example, we'll see people do some basic segments like they bought a, you know snowboards versus skis and then put them on a reactivation uh, journey, as we call it, where they send messages of you know relevant or pertinent information on what's going on with uh, you know the new stock of snowboards coming in this season, right? Um, and then in turn, bringing them back to turn them into repeat buyers. Got it. Cool. And so, and and you guys, like we mentioned, simplicity before. Um, you guys have like a, a program or like a a, a course. I, I forget what is it. Flight um, Flight Academy or something. Flight. Yeah. So, yep, we have flight school. That's um, it. Yeah. You know, part of. Yep. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. Um, 
my take on that was you're trying to make it so uh, business owners, anyone can set up these automation funnels. They don't need to be a marketing expert. And like while I'm, I'm a marketer, like literally my mum could set up these little journeys. It's just like if they do this, then do that. If they do that, then send this. And so is that kind of where you saw the big gap in, in the market um, or like is that something that's kind of commonplace in a lot of these tools now? No, that was definitely a gap um, that, you know, our goal is to make it so that anybody can sign up for an account. Like you said, your mom, my mom. Actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably mom pushing that. Yeah. <laughs> She's got to turn the <laughs> iPad on <Yeah>. first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, flights, you know, so we basically have two things that are trying to help anybody learn how to use and start to do some of these automated um, uh, marketing journeys. One is within our product autopilot, we have guides, which are like the little app store for yeah. different types of uh, marketing you can do. So mm -hmm. follow up with someone who's contacted your, who said, I want a demo request or mm -hmm. somebody who fills out a form on your site um, or onboard a new user. So we have this package or a menu of um of guy of journeys you can create that's built into the product that requires no thinking. It's just browse, click, deploy, mm -hmm. you know, set it up for your own business with your own emails and click publish and away you go. Yeah, the yeah. other is flight school, like you mentioned, which is more where you go to learn about, you know, um, autopilot's pretty self. It's pretty clear once you get used to dragging shapes and connecting them. Mm -hmm. But the question is, what do you want to build on there? So flight school is where we help explain how to onboard new users or reactivate and we're actually doing a lot of work on that this month um, to bring a whole new set of um, examples and use cases and journeys in there to show exactly how to do this stuff. Right. So even by industry, perhaps like um, you could get to a point where, say, if I'm uh, you know, a, a plumber, a plumbing business, for example, or a trades business, I could go pick off the shelf a, a, an automated journey that is built for my type of business and plug that in and just customize the branding and the, and the wording and stuff and... And off you go. Absolutely. I mean, the point is that, you know, on average, about 1.5% of contacts in mm. your database, you should be able to uh, reactivate every year without having to do a mm. thing. Yeah, so yeah, if you're yeah. a plumber and you've got 4,000 people you've been working with, mm -hmm. then right off the bat, you should be doing sort of like 60 to 100 new um, sales opportunities or new mm. accounts should be able to come back in every year just by staying in touch with them. Um, you know, we've found that, um, you know, the best marketers are staying in touch at least every seven to 10 days and in doing so generate double the leads of everybody who stays in touch less frequently or never. Now this, this is a, this is something I want to talk about. This is kind of something that's fascinated me about getting into this world of, of automation. Now I was previously of the belief talking about trades business uh, businesses, for example, uh, I was previously of, of the belief that, yeah, I could follow up, you know, with my customers who have bought, I'll, I'll give you an example. A client of ours is an air conditioning and heating company, right? I could follow up with people who had bought, you know, an air conditioner off, off the client, but do they really want to hear from me again? Like they've bought their air conditioner, they've got it, they're not, you know, what, what value can I add to them? They, they don't want to know tips about how to make the, <laughs> optimize the, the heating and stuff, do they? But then I realized, and I, I can't, I, I, Definitely stole the idea from um, somebody else. Uh, I read an article somewhere of this idea of going, well, why don't you, why don't you follow up with those people once per year? So a year after they buy that air conditioner and send them out and say, your service is due and it's time for us to come and 
you know, make sure your air conditioner's running it. And, and we did that and it worked like a treat. Like it worked super well. So it kind of made, made me think, wow, like all, any business can, can benefit from auto, automation with like not much effort at all. Whereas previously I thought, you know, those short term conversion cycle type businesses that are often converted into sales offline by a phone call, you know, it wasn't really, um, wasn't really a fit for automation but can you talk to some examples of 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 that sort of um, scenario and maybe talk about how we can track offline conversions um uh you know and use automation effectively for those sort of businesses yeah sure um and that's a really cool example by the way it reminds me of um we have a couple we have a customer named golden gate wine company that's based in hong kong that um sells wine obviously to you know several thousand individuals hotels companies Mm -hmm. and they'd never used automation before and were selling wine mainly by calling you know the customers who'd most recently purchased or frankly whoever sort of showed up on the sales team spreadsheets Mm -hmm. and they put in place um, basic emails just staying and you know keeping up like uh, providing insights into red wines white wines food pairings and so on Mm -hmm. and just giving little um, tips on what you can couple your your wine with, and started sending that out to all of their you know five thousand people in their database, mm-hmm. and they increased their online sales by one hundred and fifty percent in a relatively short period of time, just by doing what you said, which is not sending people stuff they don't want. Mm. It's about providing personalized information that's specific to their interests. Yeah, and um, so. Yeah, I think that um, I really like that example of the annual your services due um, email. Yeah, uh, and uh, like I, I guess that there's probably people out there thinking emails. I hate getting emails. I never read them. Like it's just spam. But it, the writings of the wall. Uh, not the writing. Is that the right saying? I don't know. But the the, the proof. No, the right there we go. The, the proofs in the pudding. I <laughs> get my sayings mixed up. <laughs> when in Rome. Um, uh, the writing. The writing. I just throw out random sayings that like context doesn't matter to me. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, track of thought. <laughs> um, the like email marketing still works. That's what I'm trying to say. Like. Uh, if if it's effective and if it's if it's useful and if you're sending the emails to the to the correct people, it, it, like it, it's it still works. But now I'd like to talk about some of the other, I guess, channels that you guys use and and you see used with automation because it's not just email marketing, is it? No. So um, that's right. So one of the things that we do heavily internally is we work across. Um, three or four different channels. So um, we obviously we use autopilot to grow internally every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use email. We have things called heads up messages, which if you visit a website, um, then you like for example, if you go to Camplify.com.au and you <laughs> visit that page, that one. And you'll see, yeah, it's a good one. Huh? Um, then a little a little message pops up in the corner, which can be you know from your face or someone on your team, and it says thanks for visiting. You know enter your email to stay in touch or learn about the most recent trends or best practices. Mm-hmm. And that's a really effective way that we're seeing, you know, typically companies increase leads by 20% or more just by uh, making it easy and personable for mm-hmm. someone to uh, share their information with you and sort of be added to your marketing list. Right. Um, SMS. Yep. Oh, sorry. I was just, um, I was just going to say before we move away from the, the heads up, um, 
so you can use that in a lot of different ways. Like if someone's come to your website and viewed a certain category of products and we know that, you know, out of every hundred people that visit your website, you know, most of them don't convert into sales. So then they come back and maybe have a browse a week later or a year later or whenever, then you can show them a message when they're on the site saying, hey, you know, are you still interested in the pair of red socks that you're going to buy? Because we remember, we remember you looked at that page, so buy them now kind of thing. <laughs> like like it's, it, it's one of those other, you know, yeah, digital channels that is super creepy, but I, I'm guessing super effective. Super effective. Very effective. Mm. And we're seeing people use it, like as you said, for a known contact, you can pretty much put it wherever. If they, yeah. um, if you met them at a trade show and they signed up for an account or added a name to your list and then later on came to your blog and read something on your site, mm. you could pop up a message when they come back again saying, hey, Dave, welcome back. We saw you're here a few days ago. I've got a special promo code right here for you right now um, if you click this to go and create your new account. Mm -hmm. And um, so you can get really personal with it, but it's really easy to do. It's just using a series of um, conditions and lookups within within the platform that pretty much anyone can do within a matter of minutes. So, so um, cool. you know, combining email plus heads up, which can be on your website, on your blog, in your product, um, those two in conjunction are extremely powerful. Mm. Um, and then, you know, yeah. And, and SMS you were going to you were mention as, mentioning as well. Yeah, so SMS is really effective. Um, one use case I've seen that's really interesting is people who are building loyalty programs, like you said, for offline, for stores, for example. Mm -hmm. And maybe you have a list of customers and their phone numbers and you don't have emails for them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can send SMS message offering them to uh, add their email and get access to the latest insider information or access to a special discount. Mm -hmm. And that can be a way to convert a large list of SMSs into emails, which you can now bring into other types of yeah. cross-channel marketing efforts. And and I would guess that, uh, I don't have any stats on this, but I, I would guess that the open rate or view rate of SMS is through the roof because you know most people check their SMSs when they get them. Absolutely. I mean, a great example is last year we did a party after a, a conference and it was beer, beers at six o'clock mm -hmm. and we sent an SMS two hours before that um, to everybody that sort of hit everybody who was at the show that day <laughs> at four o'clock saying, looking forward to seeing you for beers, your, your cold beer is waiting for you around the corner at X and added the address on there. And we had a whole much higher than normal sort of registrant to attendee yield that day than we had before. Right, so that's that's that'd be great for like you know pubs and uh, hotels and bars and clubs and the, uh, restaurants those those kind of you know quick decisions sort of um, uh, entertainment type businesses as well. Exactly, like you want to do a special happy hour or an event for a big Aussie Rules match coming up, then you can just. Uh... <laughs> That sounded pretty American. Thing, didn't <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're pretty much an Aussie. We're, we're, we're going to claim you. <laughs> if, if autopilot, like you know, becomes a household name, then we will claim you. But until then, we probably just no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and there's another channel. Uh, Postcards. Tell us about tell us about how how that works because that that's something I haven't seen any other company doing. Yeah, that's another unique thing about autopilot is um, is postcards. So you can anybody you've got a, a digital um, sorry you've got their 
physical address for, mm. you can actually, um, you know, upload a high res image. You can create a four by six or a five by seven postcard. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can message out like postcards we've seen really work well, have been using them as event invitations. Mm-hmm. Um, companies will do that for like a, a new store opening, for example. Yeah, sure. um, they'll do it for welcoming customers to their business. So they'll mm-hmm. send a physical postcard to their address. Um, mm-hmm. We've also seen it for, you know, lead generation. So you can literally send postcards without needing opt-ins, obviously. So you can, you know, send postcards to an entire big broad area mm-hmm. and offer them a go to URL, like, you know, claim your offer here. And if they go to that page, you know, you've captured them from the postcards. You can mm-hmm. connect that offline activity back to an online channel and track the, uh, the efficiency of that campaign. So, yeah. um, there opens a lot of avenues that we've seen some really interesting success stories. And and talking about that, that I guess the online to offline loop and, you know, postcards, obviously an offline uh, touch point that is difficult to, well, it's difficult to know whether they actually looked at it unless they acted upon something on the, on the postcard. But uh, there's some functions within autopilot and I'm assuming other automation platforms as well, where you can kind of, uh, you can stop sending people messages uh, based on what they've done or what they haven't done. So could you talk to that side of things um, just for the people out there that may be thinking, yeah, like this is all great and all these different ways to reach people, but what if they are sick of me and don't want to hear from me anymore? How do I, how do I try and mitigate that? Yeah, definitely. It's a great question. Um, you know, I, I, one point I'd make again is one of the differences with autopilot versus just email software is, you know, um, 72% of people are, uh, are sick and tired of receiving generic, mm-hmm. um, interruptive forms of marketing. But mm-hmm. actually, um, the majority of people that we've surveyed and we've learned through our own research want to hear more regularly from their vendor of choice or company or brand they love. Mm-hmm. Um, they just want it to feel like it's referenced their online behavior or past activities or past buying history. And if so, it's adding value like your message earlier about mm-hmm. your servicing is due on your air conditioner. So, mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a broad point is, you know, if it's personalized and targeted, suddenly you flip from being annoying marketing to valuable information that I need to be alerted of. And that's kind of one way right. that you want to plan your, your focus. And then, mm-hmm. um, in terms of ejecting, so autopilot has a, has a whole pr- component of the product called ejection mm-hmm. that allows you to eject people from any or all journeys that they're on. So any of the messaging, um, if they simply meet certain criteria that you have complete flexibility to find. Right. For example, someone might click unsubscribe and that unsubscribes from all, mm-hmm. or you could do list specific unsubscribes if they just want to get off your partner's list without mm-hmm. unsubscribing from your whole company. Mm-hmm. Um, or if someone, you know, uh, again, receives that postcard and goes to a, uh, a URL on there, like a landing page that says sign up here to become more aware and then they receive a message and say, I'm tired of hearing this. Then they go to another page. You can just simply, depending where they go online, you can use that to build a segment that says anybody who comes to this page or takes this action, we're going to immediately exit them by ejecting them from all of our journeys. So right. you so, can really get granular or yeah. broad. So, and, and you can track like if someone's, if someone's gone through a series of emails and text messages over a period of weeks or months and – received your content and sort of been nurtured down that funnel and then gone onto your site or your app and converted, then you can have have it set up so that 
you know, if they convert, stop sending them sales emails because they're a customer now. <laughs> And start exactly. and start exactly. sending them these, you know, other other maybe other forms of communications to help them use the product or whatever it is. And um, yeah, that's 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 really cool. And so obviously, this is a huge. Uh, this could be a huge cost saver for a lot of businesses out there who are potentially doing this communication by phone, or um, they have um, business development managers on the road whose job is to bring on new customers, but they spend half their time. You know, um, just nurturing leads that are never, never going to convert. It would be good to talk about, like, um, I know you guys are working on the lead scoring system as well, and how how useful that is. But I think speaking to Eloise at Autopilot the other day, she said you guys have a different sort of view on lead scoring. So, how does one um, assess using automation assess the quality of the leads in an email list or um, a database? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, a lot of uh, of user of your contacts, you the, the objective of nurturing, I suppose, is to identify the needles in the haystacks mm-hmm. that you actually want to that you want to be talking to and who want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So you either, you know, that ha- that comes in one of two ways. It's either um, send emails to people who are already existing contacts of yours and request them to follow up with you, and they will reply to you, and that can start a conversation. Mm-hmm. Or you can um, look for people who show signals, they're raising their hand, they want to be spoken to. So with Autopilot, you can map in um, you know, how they, what emails they click, what mm-hmm. website pages they visit, what things they do in your product or in your application, mm-hmm. or you can connect to Salesforce um, or other CRMs and uh, you can capture, you know, you can update against if you have a salesperson or a business development manager who's suddenly found that someone's interested in talking and updates the status to open, for example, then you could also use that to trigger and send out a message. So right. as far as qualification goes, you can use segments to say if somebody's from a specific industry that I like and they've contacted us and they said they want to speak to sales and assign that out, mm. you can build a smart segment and immediately send a notification to a sales team. Um, right. And you can gonna- also, if they yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say you can also like you can see within the system, uh, pe- like what people have done. So you can say once they've submitted their contact details to you, you can see uh, on the twenty fourth of December at two p.m. they visited our about page and then they went to our contact page and then they didn't, they didn't, but they didn't end up contacting us. So that's maybe someone that oh they thought about contacting us, they didn't. Why don't we follow? And we get a notification to tell our sales guys to follow up with them. Exactly. I mean, that's a good example of where they've taken certain actions on a website and mm. you can use that to essentially increment up a score. And when it reaches a certain threshold, then you could say, send a notification or assign a lead to sales to follow up with them. Yeah. Um, and there's other smart little use cases like um, if someone goes to your website and browses around and goes to buy and then hangs and doesn't complete the purchase button, Mm-hmm. You can um, say they they went to that buy page and then left, and you could say wait for 24 hours and then send them a message that's specific to that page they were at and say it looks like you didn't complete your purchase. Are you still interested? If so, click here. Mm-hmm. Um, or the same for signing up for an online account, for example. Mm-hmm. Someone might have landed on your sign up page and then bounced. Mm-hmm. Um, we run a we run a, a, an email that follows up that says, look like you tried to sign up for account and didn't quite get there. Mm-hmm. And that's a very successful way to pick up a, abandoned uh, trial, like sign up form pages. Right. Yeah. Cool. And, and in terms of, uh, in terms of building your, like 
a software platform like this that is compatible or integrates with you know businesses existing systems and stuff that they use for their crms or their you know their their social marketing or whatever it is like how do you how do you solve that problem to make sure that 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 autopilot is talking to the other systems that might be used within a um a business and nothing sort of falls through the gaps i guess yeah, it's a good question. So we Autopilot built has a number of built-in integrations. It's mm-hmm. as simple as just one click to connect. Things like Salesforce, Slack for messaging, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, Segment, which is an event connector, as well as um, Zapier, which is another connector. Mm-hmm. The two of those will connect to over 700 different applications. So yeah, yeah. an example is People Love Eventbrite is a great way to schedule events mm-hmm. and organize a sign-up process. Mm-hmm. We use Eventbrite ourselves, and whenever someone fills out a form to say register for upcoming meetup, mm-hmm. um, we zap that contact into Autopilot mm-hmm. and um, put them on a, an event registrant list and then put them on a journey that's leading up to that event. So yeah. it's an example where we've tied Eventbrite into Autopilot and then can keep that scheduling and email touchpoint uh, process in sync. Right. So, and, um, and so we. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yep. <laughs> so say the last yeah. thing is you can also uh, use our, you know, we also have um, an API set available so that, um, you know, if for companies that have access to developers or mm-hmm. consultants, you can customize and pass like payment information or mm-hmm. customer status information or pretty much anything like, you know, um, Pet Circle is a big Australian e-commerce pet supply store mm-hmm. and they've, they pass hundreds of data points into autopilot. Yeah. Whenever people are purchasing stuff online, you can use that to sort of reactivate old buyers or bring back a shopping cart abandonment and so on. Yeah, awesome. And and I guess if if uh, talking about Zapier, for example, um, being a, a connector, um, for those of you out there that are wondering what that is, that means it's it's basically a bit of software that connects lots of different apps and platforms together and makes them talk to each other. So, for example, uh, one thing that uh, one thing that you could use. Uh, uh, this for when it talks to autopilot is if someone uh, interacts with your Facebook page, perhaps like messages your Facebook page, then uh, you get you can link that up to your autopilot account and then put them into an email funnel from there. Um, I, I actually haven't checked if that is possible, but I know it does <laughs> integrate with Facebook. But it'd be interesting to hear some, I guess, other use cases around like some of the social platforms and, and what people are using them for. Uh, using that automation for with um, tools like Zapier. Yeah, um, you know, so I mean, on the social front, uh, a lot of where people are getting benefit for the autopilot is, um, you know, we, we first of all we embed social data into any contact you upload into autopilot. We yeah. enrich those contacts with social profile information using some third-party services ourselves, mm-hmm. and then secondly, um, a lot of people will. Uh, so we have a customer named, um, actually I'm not going to say it, but they do, they're a hardware <laughs> device maker mm-hmm. and whenever they launch new, uh, like cameras that look like women's jewelry, essentially, they basically build about, you know, a huge database on Facebook where they'll drive a lot of people to, uh, a landing page that says, you know, stay in touch for this upcoming release. And they have some beautiful images of the upcoming product. Mm-hmm. Um, they build a hundred thousand contacts from doing so just drive to this page, sign up, get early discounted rates. Mm-hmm. And then they're syncing that landing page and all the information that's coming from Facebook back to autopilot, which in turn puts them into a, a lead up nurture program that, mm-hmm. um, keeps the, those sort of wait list in touch and keeps them warm until the launch date. And in doing so, 
every one of their new products they launch tends to have a big surge up front. Mm. And that's all from Facebook um, targeted and paid uh, messaging on Facebook to build email databases. Wow. And I guess, well, if, if you're driving the traffic from Facebook, then I guess you'll be able to segment, uh, you'll be able, you, you know, you, you'll know stuff about them in terms of their gender and their location and their uh, behaviors and stuff, which you could, I guess, segment um, that into your autopilot funnels and send them different messages based on what you what you know about them. More creepy stuff, which I love. Love creepy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, there's a pretty cool little feature in uh, autopilot that allows you to, you know, um, using what we call UTMs, but it's basically a tag on any web page. As long as you add this tag, for example, if you have a, as you said, if you're in Facebook, you do an update of like stay in, you know, sign up for this upcoming release of ours of our new product, uh, and someone clicks it, then autopilot will recognize that's coming from that particular link. It might be Facebook, and then you can, in the autopilot, recognize this is incoming Facebook traffic, and then you can attribute your efforts back to that Facebook channel. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. And so, what, what else, like? I, I just I just want to learn what what's coming. I, I, what, what else is what other cool technologies coming out that I guess you guys are working on that's going to be uh, changing the game or improving things and automating things for businesses. Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> um, are you allowed you know, to say? Come is, on, come on. <laughs> you got secrets. I, I know you got to, secrets. <laughs> we got lots of secrets. <laughs> um, no, we really do actually. We keep things pretty quiet mainly because we like to uh, surprise the audience when we come out with new uh, with new releases. But um, one thing we're working on a lot is making it super simple to get um, fairly in-depth uh, analytics and insights into what's working and what's not, mm-hmm. and embedding that within the journeys so that if you you know do that uh, flow that you spoke about in the very beginning of the call, and you send you know someone signs up on your page and they you send a follow up email. Maybe you send a different follow-up email depending whether they're based in a different city or whether they've already signed up for an account. Mm-hmm. And then you do an SMS and then you do another – you add them to a list that puts them in another nurture journey. Mm-hmm. You, you want to know which of those emails, which touch points is having the biggest uh, impact mm-hmm. on that ability to convert. Particularly, mm-hmm. you start to get bigger journeys with more – a lot of different touch points that you're testing. Mm-hmm. So we're really going to make it a whole lot easier now for marketers to not only create these journeys and hook up their systems – but then just without having to think too hard, see what's working and what's not. Like which specific emails are more closely tied to conversion? Um, how is that, you know, how many leads am I generating over time? How does that mm-hmm. trend? So um, that's one area that we're working on is our Insights uh, product, which will be available to all Autopilot users. Wow, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, not too long from now. Nice. And uh, actually something we probably haven't spoken about, <laughs> this is actually, this was meant to be like a, you know, a chat about automation in general, but it's been a, an autopilot. Like we're just loving up on autopilot, which is fine because I love <laughs> it. I think it's awesome. But um, uh, one thing that I know that you guys do really well is you have like a, uh, and for those people out there thinking, yeah, this is all great, but I'm not a techie. Uh, I don't know where to start. Yeah, yeah, you're saying it's simple and easy, but really I don't really have the time to do this and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you guys have a, a bit of a support team type function where where you can get uh the journeys and the and the and the marketing funnels can be um reviewed before they go go live to make sure they're not sending the wrong emails to the wrong people and stuff could you talk to that a little bit yeah so (laughs) i love how you're throwing me a bunch of softballs here (laughs) but um one of the things that we saw 
right after we launched is exactly what you said. You know, you have a lot of power with autopilot for $20 a month and paying monthly. Um, you get the full power of what traditionally you have to buy expensive software to do. So you literally could import, you know, 20,000 contacts and send an email, to all of them instantly. And so on. So we realized that people were making mistakes and hitting that red nuclear launch button a bit too quickly. So we put in place a journey review button. And prior to publishing a journey, you can click that and it will be sent through to our customer success team who are in-house experts. And they will review it and then tell you either, yes, this works or looks like this could work. But here are some suggestions on how you mm. might improve it or get a better result. And so mm. that's been a really popular addition that it in fact, um, has, re has re made us recognize we need to hire a lot more people to support it. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's, uh, <laughs> but it's a huge value add. And if you think about, you know, it's uh, that's a much better scenario, much more cost-effective scenario, scenario for your customer who would previously had to have uh, maybe hired a, a contractor or an IT guy or so <laughs> someone within their business to figure that stuff out. But you've got, you know, product experts sitting there waiting to, to help it all happen and, and set it up. So, uh, I do, uh, this, this has turned into an autopilot love fest, which I'm totally cool with because I, I thoroughly recommend it. But I'd really, I'd also like to talk about, you know, what, um, how the, how the, how the companies figure out which automation system is right for them because we talked before about you know autopilot sits somewhere between mailchimp and a, and a enterprise system like marketo how do I, how do i assess what which platforms right for me yeah that's a good question um and you know prior to autopilot i also used um pardot marketo mm -hmm. eloqua lightly and hubspot so i've had experience with a lot of different systems mm -hmm. um you know the number one thing and one of the reasons why people fail with marketing automation is um, is it can get complicated pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And um, so one thing to know is if you're doing it for the first time, I would focus on doing one thing really well and only addressing something that really matters most to your business. What's that mm -hmm. one thing you want to do for the first few months? Because mm -hmm. with autopilot, you know, with, um, excuse me, with, with marketing automation, the trick is to find an area of your business that you know you need to um, that you can have a big impact on. Maybe it's automatically reaching out with people who sign up with you, or maybe it's reactivating all of those stale names that you have in your, you know, that you've hard all, you've paid a lot of money for, gone to a lot of effort to acquire over time. You've never stayed in touch and focus on that. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, one thing you need to know is do you have a CRM or no CRM? So mm -hmm. are you using a Salesforce or something else? Um, some of the systems work natively with, the most popular CRMs. Some are designed to be used solo. Uh, secondly, do you have a dedicated person or a team who'll be doing it, or is it going to come down to a general marketer or even the founder or CEO? Mm -hmm. um, three is uh, how important is it to you to be able to um, pass data in and out, and do you have access to developer resources to do so or not access to them? Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, from there you can plan accordingly. Most of the the uh, platforms today are really built for either B2B type businesses or B2C type businesses. So um, understanding which of those areas you fit into and then, um, and then, you know, the actual trial process with autopilot, you can sign up for it and use it online. And we sort of guide you through the experience in a, in a self-service manner. Other platforms you'll sign up uh, to be contacted by a salesperson. You'll go through a full sales process. So, um, it really comes down to if you want to do email only or multiple channels, do you want to connect your CRM and you want to connect data? Mm -hmm. um, and you know where we attempt to be different is make it visual, not 
uh, rules-based approach, which is what a lot of platforms will do, where you have to literally uh, fill out boxes and create a series of if-then statements, yeah. and then um, <laughs> and then you know, one click. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it it, it is it, it, the canvas sort of approach that I guess you guys take, and I'm, I'm sure other systems do it too. But it's re- it really is kind of like a whiteboard. It's like how do I mind map this out? Okay, this little circle here. If if they do this on my website, then I connect it to this and I send them this email and then that and that. And it's just like a little nice visual page tree, which I think is much easier to understand than having all these like lists of rules and stuff. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I think a lot of it comes down to with marketing automation, you just have to have a, a quick process. Define what your goals are. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to onboard, reactivate, send emails, follow up with people? Mm-hmm. Map out your customer's journey. So think through what they care about. Like you described earlier, they care about an, like an air conditioning servicing after 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be they care about you know logging in for the first time within five minutes. But map out your customer's initial journey, what decisions they have to make. And then um, have one place where you centralize and organize all your contacts, you know, rather than having your three BDMs or business development people running around with their own spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. If you upload it into one place, enrich that information, name it off, and then send a lot of the the emails that they're sending from their Gmail accounts Mm -hmm. through a central location that's still just using the same messages, but now it's taking all that tasks off them so they're just responding or being more effective. Mm And then once you have your contacts in one place, it's about growing your mail list with magnets like you described earlier, ways to grow your database Mm -hmm. and then um, build out your messages and your journey so that you're engaging the people in the right way um, at the right time. And then once you've published it all, it's about ongoing testing and improving. And that's really the process with any platform Mm -hmm. um, that you go with. Yeah, cool, cool. Guy, this has been like, uh, I'm, I'm 100% certain people listening at the moment uh, to this call have got a ton out of this and, and I'm sure their brains are ticking over with ideas on how to uh, build, their, build their list better, convert more leads, you know, automate uh, processes, potentially, you know, reduce costs um, of, of, you know, sales resources and things like that. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to cover before we hook in to uh, our last part, which is where we ask a few little personal questions about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think I'm personally really excited about where this industry mm. is right now. There's a lot more free or easy to use tools you can sign up for and buy and use online. Mm-hmm. We've listed some of them today, but everything from organizing events to capturing leads, to mm. tracking website activity, to sending messages and so on. And autopilot's really about, you know, working with the best application that people love and making it easy to sort of stitch them together and create messages that are personal and contextual so that, mm-hmm. um, you know, whoever your contacts are, whether they're plumbers or, you know, technical users of a software product can mm-hmm. appreciate, learn from, and therefore take action from. And so, you know, um, that's pretty much what we're all about and, Help, um, our helpful hard marketing. Get, yeah, exactly. helpful and relevant. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, if you do that, you're going to get results is basically what I've learned in my whole career is if you market well and you stay in touch with people, mm-hmm. you're just going to 
convert more of your hard-earned leads into into customers and and keep them happy and make them successful. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Well, guy, it is time now for our fourteen quickfire questions. Uh, I don't think I told you about <laughs> these, but they're um, just a, a handful of questions where uh, we help the audience get to know you a little bit better personally. Uh, are you ready for those questions? Uh, yes, I am. Bring it on. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I'm thinking, is he going to hang up now? <laughs> no, they're not too bad. Um, so, Guy, where did you go to high school? Uh, Sydney and Hong Kong. There you go. What was your first job and why didn't you stick to that job? Uh, it was actually IT consulting and web development and uh, i kind of doing some of that now. I also looked after boats at a marina. Oh, wow. And what has been your biggest screw-up in business? Oh, um, probably rolling out the wrong pricing to a huge audience and everyone's screaming and going crazy online. <laughs> right. And um, turning half our customers. Whoops. <laughs> um, what are you most proud of? Uh, publishing my PhD thesis would be one. That was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And secondly is like what our autopilot team has accomplished in the last mm-hmm. 12 months. We're in a crazy growth phase right now and I have a team of people who just are um, – you know, we just love coming in and working together every day and everyone puts in 110%. Man, if I had a PhD, like there would not be a soul that I crossed paths with that didn't know about it. I would tell everybody. I would introduce myself as, hi, I'm Dave Eddy, PhD. That, that's a pretty big achievement. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, same, same as if I had like True. a six-pack of abs, like I would just not wear a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is something weird that you used to do as a kid guy um i used to uh what is something weird i used to do um i used to play with marbles like crazy for a long time (laughs) (laughs) write your own singing voice out of 10 uh, I'd probably give myself, I actually used to sing on a choir when Ooh. I was young, but I'd probably give about a three or a four, a four. I give myself a four. Can you give us a, a little line there? Um, uh, everything, uh, let's see. Everything's going to be all right. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll give you a five because <laughs> you, you didn't uh, warm up. Um, what's your favorite food? Uh, I'd have to say sushi. I, I stick to sustainable fish these days. Ah, got it. That's, that's good. <laughs> um, describe the last picture you remember taking on your phone. Uh, I took a bo- picture of a bottle of wine yesterday that one of our customers gave to me so I could remember to use that with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's, the, what's one habit that you have that you'd love to change? I flick pens like crazy. As soon as I start thinking or talking with people, then I often will flick a pen, which can be distracting. Oh, that's really annoying. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to kill it for about 10 years. (laughs) Um, The best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I'd like to say, I I think in my personal life, I say don't sweat the small stuff and it's all the small stuff. That was said by my best man at my wedding and I thought that was pretty good like but in that. business you kind of got to sweat a lot of stuff as well so you um it also comes down to details matter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right and especially when 
there's lots of little steps in the autopilot journey and if one's wrong then <laughs> you could send the wrong pricing to a big bunch of customers um what exactly. what's been the happiest day of your life so far um either the day that my first boy was born or probably the day that i actually submitted my phd thesis in in brisbane and um that day after I'd been up all night, Heron Island had just had a big fire. And so I get into UQ ready to hand off this thing that I've been working on in a cave for four months. <laughs> and there's reporters and firemen all over the UQ campus about the story of the Heron Island Research Station just having burnt down. Whoa. Yeah, right. Wait, wait was, the, was the PhD in, in paper format or was it on, was electronic? Uh, it was both. You still have oh. to print them out, but I definitely had a digital. Oh. You know, you do the digital, do the right. PDF. Version first. <laughs> I was going to say, if you had the paper version, <laughs> there was fire. Time. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Four months and. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, what do you love most about yourself? You know, I get on well with all sorts of different people from different backgrounds and different skill sets, and I think it's from having moved 13 times growing up as an expat all over yeah. the world, you learn to sort of reinvent yourself and yeah. connect with people and, and it's something that serves me well. Yeah, that's that's just an, an Australian thing. <laughs> because yeah, you lived here. <laughs> now, uh, that's all the questions, but I've got one more for you that's not really about you. I'd, I'd love to hear if there's any like funny stories or, or jokes that you might have to tell our audience. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know oh, you got one. <laughs> uh, let's see. What did the little fish say when he swam into a wall? Uh, oh, <laughs> damn. Damn. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I just, uh, I could feel our listener listenership just drop. <laughs> so thanks a lot. <laughs> Uh, Guy, thanks, thanks so much for coming on on the show. It's been uh, super useful. I've learned a lot, and um, you know, it's really really great to see what you guys are doing there, especially being led by some Aussies and and the CMO that has lived in Australia. We're, we're proud of you. <laughs> um, keep kicking goals, and uh, we'd love to have you on the show again um, sometime in the future to track uh, Autopilot's progress and. Um, if anyone, uh, if anyone needs to or wants to find out more about you or Autopilot, um, where can they go? Um, yeah, they can go to autopilothq.com, which is our website, or you can go to Twitter and go to at autopilotus, where we have a pretty active team and throwing jokes around all the time. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Rightio. Well, thanks again, Guy, and um, we'll say goodbye now and take care. Dave, thank you very much for having me today. It's been a lot of fun and uh, appreciate your support. My pleasure. Talk soon. episode i think it means that you've got some value out of it i hope so in return we'd love it if you could go and leave us a review on itunes stitcher google play or wherever just search the location station and don't forget to go and subscribe for free updates regular giveaways and a whole heap of other stuff 
funstuff at thelocationstation.com. And I'm not whispering because I want you to keep this podcast a secret. Please share with any business owner or marketer who you think will find our stuff valuable. Now go on, go and action some of the stuff that we learned today. I'll see you on the next episode.